The 484th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Head on over to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge, sponsored by Edge Boost. Free to enter, and $20,000 in Edge Boost deposit bonuses are up for grabs. Enter today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL Playoff. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 484. It's going out to our friend Eric and his big size 15 boot. What a freak. And I there's the song again. I did it again, man. I haven't Amazing. done it in I haven't done it in weeks. Ah, that's on me. A great, a great start to episode 484. <laughs> We're back, that baby. Wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't me screwing up, by the way. It was my co-host. I, I'm one of the hosts that you I'm the host that usually screws up, Jeff. Shocks, Fox. Thank you for coming to the show. We got UFC back, baby. Not not just our theme song being played at the wrong spot. That's that's not the only thing that's returned. The UFC has returned as well. And just in the nick of time, everyone seems to uh, be itching for a UFC event. So we're going to be covering that today and tomorrow for you. Um, not by myself, of course. Uh, I have the man who has a Itchy trigger finger on, on our, our theme song is Daniel Gumby Reeland. Hello. If, if you don't stop it, it auto plays again. And so I, oh, yeah. It fades out. It naturally fades out. So you don't think to stop it. Yeah. yeah it's not my, that's not my. Yeah. Fault. <laughs> All right. Gumby, your hat. Tell us. Oh, yeah. Hat. So um, this one is actually not a minor league baseball team, but there's a, a group of artists uh, called the Clink Room who are a bunch of people who make logos for baseball hats. And when they have concepts that they can't get published by minor league baseball teams and stuff, they send them to this company and they make hats out of them. Uh, and so this one is a New Orleans voodoo uh, concept hat. Uh, so I yep. got that going on right there. Look at that. New Orleans That's voodoo. A, a deep, deep cut, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. like any uh, any of the ones from that that website are a deep cut. But the, the art is always really... Uh, I mean, it's a way weirder than minor league baseball hats, and that's certainly saying something. <laughs> My hat is the SGP hat, of course. Um, it's a fitting time to be wearing SGP gear because we have a sale in our store right now till the end of the month. Playoffs is a promo code, 15% off everything in the store. But just buy our – well, you can buy other people's stuff, I guess. I was going to say just buy our stuff. We, we're in a little friendly contest with the other channels to see who can sell the most merch. But so – buy you buy our stuff mostly but if 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 you insist on buying stuff from other shows that's fine as well so once yeah maybe chaos, putting it maybe putting a note that like this is only for the mma gambling podcast yeah exactly yeah, 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 yeah. And that way they note, that, that way they count it for us or something playoffs 15 percent off that's, that's all you need to know there plus as gumby said off top we got a playoff challenge going on right now at sgpn uh we are proud to announce it and there it is for us us folks you folks joining us on youtube you can see our hats and you can see that we have a NFL playoff challenge going on right now. Edge Boost is the first bet now pay later provider that enables you to double your bet at any sportsbook or DFS site with no interest. The contest is bankroll style, and you start with 10,000 virtual units. At the end of the playoffs, 
The biggest bankroll will win credit into higher advanced limits from Edge. Boost. Here's what the winners get. Top three get a deposit match from Edge up to 2500 bucks with no interest or fees. Top 25 get a deposit match from Edge up to 500 bucks with no interest or fees. That sounds good to you. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash NFL playoffs to enter. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash NFL playoffs. Boom. Do you have a virtual unit as well, Gumby? <laughs> I'm, no, or not. I, I'm not. No, no virtuals. <laughs> he, he, he didn't want to answer, but he did. I didn't. Yeah, I was trying to find a way to dance around it. <laughs> I'm still, as people will notice, I'm in a different spot and my mic's in a different different spot and I'm paranoid that I'm not going to be heard. And I need to be heard, Gumby. But Why? You, because Gumby you have, you have, slightly, can hear you have slightly worse picks than me, and you want to make sure everybody yeah. hears them. You think we're not bad picks this week, Gumby? I, I just said slightly worse than me. I Mine are good, yeah. so you, yours can be average. All right. We probably should jump into it, right? Seven fights yeah. we got to oh, do? Yeah, yeah. We got, we got um, a bunch of it. All right. So, we were, of course, we were talking about UFC at Fight Night. Ankalaev versus Walker, too. The rematch of the silly first fight. We get a rematch. It's going down in the UFC Apex naturally, January the 13th. Um, we've been itching a long time for a uh, UFC fight card. This is actually, I was going to say we would take anything. This one's a pretty, pretty solid fight card. There's been a yeah. lot of uh, moving parts, as people like to say. Uh, fights have fallen off, uh, been added on, but um, we, we're left with a solid 12 fight card. We're going to do the seven prelims today. The five main card fights tomorrow for you. Uh, thoughts on the prelims? Thoughts on the lines for the prelims? Any thoughts? Anything uh, in your head? I'll write about where I would have expected them to be. There's a couple that are uh, maybe a little inflated or a little deflated, which, uh, you know, that's uh, always a good time and gives us stuff to talk about. I would also say, you know, I like seeing a few of the Contender Series prospects pop up here. There's a couple of guys who I was itching to see again after the Contender Series, and uh, we're getting a chance to see them debut here. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, all right. So, and this is up in your like, this is a 4 PM start time for the prelims that works for you. <laughs> yeah. ESPN plus four fight card. Um, Missouri 4 PM start seven fight card. Well, let's get jumping right into it now. Okay. Enough chit chat folks. And we're starting with flyweight. So we're starting things off. Well, cause we like our flyweights. This is Joshua van versus Felipe Bunez. Three five minute rounds at 120 five pounds that rhymes bunes filipino pino not filipino like the country but philip inho which means little philip right or little felipe i guess little felipe yeah yes uh he's not filipino if he was filipino that would be he could be the filipino filipino that would be amazing but anyhow (laughs) he's brazilian he's 13 i guess he wouldn't be filipino if he was brazilian i mean uh filipino if you know what i mean i I know what you mean it could be half and half (laughs) He wouldn't be Filipino if he was Filipino. He's 13 and six, three knockouts, eight submissions. He's been submitted twice. So pretty durable guy, 19 fights. Uh, he's won two straight and three or four. He got, he won a T via TKO his last fight was the LFA champion and a regional champion. Used to fight at Bantamweight. 2011 was his pro MMA debut. Two inches taller than Van, four inches reach on him. Plus 205. Bunez had a fight schedule, right? That fell through his debut. Yeah, and uh, if you listen to the Top Turtle MMA podcast this week, you'll oh. hear a little bit about uh, maybe why that one fell through. It was a okay. uh, tainted supplement with some picograms. When's the last time you heard the word <laughs> picograms? John Jones is coming back, baby. Uh, it was He's him. not, though. He was He's the issue not. or not? He's also not coming back. <laughs> no. Was was 
the Filipino Filipino the issue or not? Or was it his opponent? Yeah, it was him. Yeah, he uh, okay. he said there was uh, some small stuff in one of his samples. Actually, USADA didn't even flag him, but the Vegas Athletic Commission wouldn't let him fight. All right, keep that in mind. He has he has elevated picograms. All right, mm-hmm. he's fighting the fearless Joshua Van. He's nine and one, five knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted one time. This is his. Uh, he's taking this fight on short notice. So keep that in mind, short notice fighters. As I've drilled in everyone's heads, when. 36% of the time, so not that great. Um, let's get back to the right tab, shall we? Uh, all right, Van. He's 2-0 in the UFC. He's won seven straight fights. He's not lost since December 2021. He was the Fury FC champion. Before this, 12 years younger than Bunez, minus 210. All right, Gumby, kick things off for 2024. I'm actually going to go dog out the gate here. Um, I'm, I'm going to take Felipe Bunes here in his debut. Uh, and part of the reason why for me is, you know, I know Joshua Van has looked exceptional in his UFC stint, and I know a lot of people are really high on him. Um, but the fact of the matter is this is a 22-year-old guy who essentially didn't get a fight yet. Um, and, you know, I know, you know, people are going to be like, yeah, you know, he was probably training. He was probably in good shape already. He did get two and a half weeks. You know, it's short notice, but, like, maybe not the – you know, three days or five days that sometimes we see, but he's a 22 year old guy who, you know, hasn't shown any like chinks in the armor yet, but he's a 22 year old guy. He probably has some chinks in the armor. There are probably some issues with stuff he's had and without a full training camp to prepare for somebody who is very different than his last opponent. I think there's a lot of trouble, right? Cause like, if you look at Daniel Mark or not Daniel Marcos, uh, the other, uh, Peruvian dude, uh, Kevin Borges, um, you look at Kevin Borges, who is, uh, Joshua Van's last opponent. It's a guy who likes to come forward and likes the box. Um, it's a guy who likes to put the pace on somebody much like Joshua Van did. And that guy won the first round pretty easily, but then kind of ran out of gas. And Felipe Bunes is not that. Felipe Bunes is a guy who will kind of let you dictate the pace, has mean counters. Um, ask Yuma Horuchi in his last fight, he just floored Yuma Horuchi with a very mean punch. And of course, we've seen Yuma on like Road to the UFC and whatnot like that. Like, so he's a high-level opponent to take the LFA title. Um, and, and in addition to having really mean counters with really big power, and in fact, I think he has better power than Joshua Van. I also think the jiu-jitsu is a huge difference maker here. Felipe Bunes, high-level black belt. You know, you mentioned all the submission wins he has. And yes, he does have a couple of losses that way as well when he was fighting for ACA over in Russia. Um, but like the fact of the matter is, is like his jujitsu is incredible. And he's been doing jujitsu contests since they canceled his last fight. Um, Joshua Van, you know, it, he's had good takedown defense so far. He could stay off the mat, but really it only takes being like stunned once or taken down once that we could see a hole in grappling from Joshua Van that we haven't seen before. Uh, and for all those reasons, I, I like the dog money here, especially getting two to one on Felipe Bunes. You sold me, Gumby. I'm flipping. I <laughs> yeah. Well, right out the gate. Yeah, I, I would be a uh, hypocrite if I didn't take if I didn't fade a short notice guy. But um, yeah, but you also hate notice, the, um, you you also hate the old man too, though. That that's your go to. That's true. <laughs> but that may play up here fighting a young guy, a young that's unprepared guy. That's you know, right. Uh, yeah. And Bunez is he's got a lot of uh, recognizable names on his resume as well. So he's he's been around and he's fought some good guys. So why not take a swing? And I could use another dog or so. So let's do it, Gumby. Let's go in together on a dog. Okay. I love it. 
All right. And we're also all in on DraftKings as well together. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. All the lines, I won't give you any NFL lines because I really don't know. Is there an NFL line that you like on the DraftKings Sportsbook, Gumby? Yeah, Cowboys. All the time, Cowboys. Oh, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys. I could. I, I guess I could have uh, told you that as well. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can bet just five bucks to get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www one eight hundred Gambler net. In New York, call eight seven seven eight Hope NY or text Hope NY, which is four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call eight eight eight. Seven eight nine seven 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 seven, or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Twenty-one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. I'm void. Bonus bets expire one hundred and sixty-eight hours after issuance. See dkng.com/football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Woo! All right, let's get our strength back and talk about game time. Because that's where you can spend some of your hard-earned money, money there. Game time. Because game time is the place to go for last-minute ticket deals. I've checked out the tickets there. They got UFC. They got concerts. They got sports. They got it all. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals and tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets on football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, MMA, and more. Game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Stack the tickets without the stress with Game Time. It's perfect for the playoffs. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, uh, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we got one fight under our belts. Let's go to lightweights. Tom Nolan, Nicholas Mota. Iron Nicholas Mota. Iron Mike. Iron Nick is uh, 13 and 5 with nine knockouts. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. So he owes his rounds in that aspect. One and two and one no contest in the UFC. The no contest came in his very last fight. One low in Dana on Dana White's contender series. He was the CFFC champion before the UFC. One and one in the Ultimate Fighter way back yonder quite a few years ago used to fight at featherweight 2012 pro mma debut he's been outstruck in the ufc and contender series by almost two strikes a minute which is not good uh minus 1.96 uh he does have better grappling stats than nolan but nolan's based off of one fight and Mota's at plus 275 big train tom nolan 6-0 with four knockouts this is his ufc debut after winning on the contender series he's 1-0 there he's won four straight fights via knockout or tko six inches taller three inches reach seven years younger Better striking stats and over three and a half times more active landing strikes than Mota, but that's based off of one contender series fight. So take it with a grain of salt. Uh, in that fight, he outstruck his opponent by almost eight strikes a minute. He's at plus <laughs> 7.95. He's at minus 286. Uh, I'm obviously, not obviously, but I'm taking uh, Nolan here. I'm taking the big train with the big power and the size and the youth on his side. Uh, I think that's a good combination here. Um, before you make your pick, did you like Nolan coming off the show? I everything's just a blur to me. So I didn't like him going me. into the show. Uh, I think sometimes I fade those big tall guys. See Sam Patterson, and I pretty much faded Sam Patterson 
uh, until I finally like bought the hype and then Sam Patterson got knocked out. Um, so I'll probably do the oh, same here with Tom. So, Nolan. You, <laughs> so you got your heart broken once and now you're, yeah, you're hesitant a, to get by a tall Englishman too. Uh, short you know, Kings just, and tall guys. So yeah. you got to just medium ground for you. The yeah, board has to be just right. Goldilocks. But the bottom, the bottom line here is that Tom Nolan should have a massive advantage on the feet. Like this dude, you know, you mentioned already, you know, he's six inches taller than Nicholas Moda. Um, he fights longer than Nicholas Moda. Moda is more of like a hooks and, and, you know, fight in the phone booth kind of guy. Nolan does a really good job of establishing range. Kind of my only problem with him ever has been like, I don't really like the way he backs up. You know, he's, you know, it's a problem I constantly have with tall guys is that tall guys, yep. you know, get get in the habit of backing up like tall guys and being safe. Luckily for him, I think it works here. Uh, I think even if he does the tall guy thing, I don't think Moda reaches him. Um, and in addition to that, Moda's last four losses, every single one of them a knockout. Um, and some from some guys you would classically think it's knockout artists, some guys you would not classically think it's knockout artists. And, and no one hits hard enough to knock just about any lightweight out. So you know, I will take Nolan probably catching Moda on a counter and just putting him clean out. So yeah, Nolan is the pick here. Nolan is the pick here. You've um I don't know if we need to do an intervention, but you've really been hammering people with the backing up. You really have I mean just like back up. it's really a problem with the the tall guys. And and maybe it's just because we've talked about tall guys more often. Like there's more you know, like Stefan Struve looking bastards out there now. Um, but like, you know, and I look for the record, love Stefan Struve, but the dude backed up in a straight line and like Roy Nelson knocked him out. Uh, who's, who's, you know, shorter than me. Uh, and like, I, I think ultimately like it, it will always be a problem for like the guys who are too tall for their division. Um, unless they like learn from it. No one doesn't look like he's learned from it yet, but I think he will. Gummy is a self-hating tall guy. Yeah, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm the same height as Tom Nolan. I'm just a little heftier. Yeah. I and I I saw an SGP shirt peeking out. Hoodie oh, yeah. and Gumby moved up. There you go. Don't there you go. forget, folks. Help us help us win the contest. Fifteen percent off playoffs. Go to uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com/store. I don't think I said that off off the top. That's where you go. All right. Um, where are we going? We're going to featherweight. We're bouncing all around weight classes here. Uh, Weston Wilson, Gene Silver. Is it Gene? Is Gene right? Because he's yeah, Brazilian. You can call oh, him Lord man. Silva. He likes being uh, called Lord Silva. Oh, you just wait. He's got a good nickname coming up. We're going to tell you about W W W Weston Wilson first. He's 16 oh. and eight, five knockouts, 11 submissions. He owes his rounds. He's been knocked out twice, submitted four times. So yeah, he owes his rounds. Oh, won the UFC. He's won three of his last four, but he did lose his last fight. That was a TKO loss. Who did he lose to Gumby? Uh, it was something short notice. I do know that. Uh, Cause he was a guy, he's like a, you know, a guy who seemed like a prospect a long, long time ago and is now just getting his shot at 34. So uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, get, I'll put the intern on it. Yeah, because I can't remember, obviously. Um, you're supposed to just have these answers right at your fingertips for me, but that's okay. Um, he used to, he's fine. Oh, Joey, it was Joey Anderson Burrito. Okay, yeah, no shame. No, no shame. Not on short notice, it is. <laughs> no. All right, Wilson has fought at Bantamweight, Lightweight, and Welterweight. This one is at Featherweight. He won no Bellator, 2014 Pro MMA debut, so he's been around. One no as a pro boxer, six inches taller than Silva, four inches reach on him. Uh, he got outstruck by Joe Anderson Brito by 6.21 strikes per minute. Uh, he's at plus 625. We have some large lines this week. Maybe we'll get in on some of them, Gumby. Who's to say? Um, Lord Assassin is <laughs> Silva's nickname. 11 and 2. Eight knockouts, two submissions, never been finished in a fight. He owes his rounds as well. This is his UFC debut. One low in contender series. 
eight and zero over his last eight. Obviously, he's not lost since April of 2018. Used to fight down at bantamweight and up at lightweight. Seven years younger than Wilson. Better striking stats and four times more active landing strikes based off of one fight for him, and better grappling based off that fight as well. Uh, he outstruck his opponent on contender series by 1.07 strikes per minute. Minus 800. What were your thoughts on Silva coming off the show? And then you can make your pick. I love him. He's a fighting nerd. I love all the fighting nerds. Yeah, that's, uh, I know. I saw that yeah, on his page. Like, oh, obviously yeah, you got to yeah. pick him. He's a fighting and then nerd. And then I saw the, the line. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll pick well, him. And I will say this about him as a fighting nerd is like, so despite me just saying I love all the fighting nerds and they all seem to come out looking, you know, sharper than even my tape shows on him, right? right? Like Carlos Praches. I can't say enough nice things about Carlos Praches. Um, he seems to be maybe the most fundamental and like smartly put together of like the lot of them. Uh, cause you know, like, Vene- nerd. cause like Venetius, Venetius lock dog is like a wild man. Right. And like Praches maybe like, let's go a little bit more than he needs to, you know, the, I, I see Jan Silva is more, or Gene Silva is more of like a, a featherweight Kai Ohio. Um, he's like really composed in there. He's really smart. He doesn't overextend himself. He's fine winning a decision as long as he's like clearly beating his opponent. And the beauty of this is like when he does let go, he's got big power. When he chooses to grapple, he's got good grappling. And he just so happens to be fighting a guy who fights with his hands down. You know, like that's my biggest issue with Weston Wilson is like he's got kind of like a Wonder Boy stance uh, because he trains with Wonder Boy. So that makes perfect sense. Um, Because he's got a Wonder Boy stance where his hands are down karate style. And, you know, like that can work when you're the fastest guy in your division. But this is a 34 year old featherweight. Um, and I, you know, I don't mean to disparage him. I, I like the guy. I think he's got, you know, probably would have had way more potential if he made the UFC at 26, 27, but just like, you know, you're not the fastest well, flat featherweight in the world at 34 years old. And especially against these guys who are way younger than you, way more athletic than you. And like, probably just going to crack you on things. I will also say like, I, I've seen more than a couple, uh, spinning heel kicks, uh, from Gene Silva and I've seen Weston Wilson eat more than a couple. So, eh, just going to throw that fun. one out there. Fun, fun, fun. We've got to get a spinning heel kick prop on this one then. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're looking for. All right, I, I'm taking Silva as well. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll have to, maybe you'll have to take a prop to make it worthwhile. Or is he throwing in, in a parlay material? I don't know. He's not even going to really improve what your what your parlay numbers look. Right? Like, it, yeah, it doesn't. Exactly. His parlay doesn't look. Yeah, he's going to add like 20 bucks to a six-leg parlay. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say our, our catchphrase. It's yeah, been a while. Hashtag, hashtag, throw, it in hashtag throw him in a parlay. That should be a shirt in the store, Gumby. Get on it. All right. I'm going to tell you about some more of our lovely sponsors that are keeping us in your ears and eye holes. Like Cut, K-U-T-T. Cut is a... Uh, we're brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Uh, peer-to-peer social betting is a new and better way to bet bet directly against your friends or other users on sports politics pop culture and other events with verifiable outcomes and tons of fun social features i'm putting pauses in the middle of sentences social features that give it the feel of a betting social network cut offers lower vig and fully customizable odds create your own bets cut handles the payment side of things so you never have to chase anyone down four dollars Social features equals group traps, betting at leaderboards, head-to-head history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. And your rewards are you can get your cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. Head to cutkutt.com, K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for 10% deposit bonus. Now I'm going to tell you about Underdog, our good friends at Underdog. Underdog Fantasy is a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. 
NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, MMA. They got it all. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Are you going to give our uh, listeners and viewers a Cowboys play, or do you have uh, something else, Gubby? Uh, I'm going to go something else. Uh, the, the MMA lines have started uh, coming in for uh, underdog fantasy, and one I like that we already talked about for this weekend, Gene Silva. I think he's going to beat Weston Wilson, as I mentioned. He's a patient guy, too, and they've got his significant strikes listed at only 18 and a half. So play the higher than on Gene Silva's uh, significant strikes. Ah, fantastic. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over at Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Moving right along down to Bantamweight, Farid Bashrat versus Taylor Lapalus. I will tell you about Lapalus first. Double impact. Taylor Lapalus is 19 and three, four knockouts, six submissions, never been finished in any fight. Four and one in the UFC over two stints. However, he's won six straight fights. He's not lost since September 2018. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. Promo code playoffs. 15% off. Boom. Uh, 2012 was his pro MMA debut. One knows a pro boxer. Two inches of reach on Basharat. He's got a positive striking differential in the UFC of plus 1.91 strikes per minute. So pretty solid there. Plus 240. Ferocious. Farad Basharat, 11-0, one knockout, six submissions. He's 2-0 in the UFC, 1-0 contender series. He won his last fight via submission. He used to fight at featherweight, two inches taller than Lapalus, five years younger, more active landing strikes, better grappling stats, and uh, he has a positive strike differential of plus 2.86 in the UFC and contender series, minus 250. Uh, Basharat is my pick here. Tough fight for him. Obviously, um, I think it's going to be the toughest fight he's had over his career, but I think grappling uh, could be his path to victory here, but uh, Basharat's my pick. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think grappling's the play here for Fareed Basharat, and luckily for us, like that's how he fights. When he needs to grapple, he grapples. Um, I, I will say I have concerns about Taylor Lopolis's grappling defense. He he did stuff plenty of Kyle Lauren's uh, takedowns in that, that debut fight, but he gave up a couple um and the couple he gave up like it was just like he got caught off balance and put on his ass and and like he went down on one of them without any fight you know like he just got thrown over like a dish rag and i think farid basharat takes advantage of those situations far better than somebody like Kyle lauren so you know farid basharat for me i think grinds this one out i will say to your point i think the line's a little high i, I don't particularly like yeah. farid basharat at this number you know we're going to talk about some other fights that are in the you know mid 200s that you might want to throw on parlays or use here i think farid basharat's just kind of a stay away uh play here but you know uh he's my pick to win the fight <clears throat> do you throw a lot of dish rags around I mean, you know, you know what I mean. He just flopped over like a dish rag. I, like, I know what you mean. I'm asking throw it over you the do. handle. Do you uh, throw, do I... throw a lot of dish rags around? No, my wife does the dishes. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's so sweet of her. Yeah, so she, chauvinistic she, of you. She she rules. <laughs> um, yeah, I, alienate I all two of our female listeners. <laughs> no, uh, according to YouTube, we're still at zero percent. But yeah, maybe uh, podcast wise, we we have more. Yeah, the line obviously is um, we would prefer a, a closer line here. Um, I, I, you would think it would be too with how Lapalus has been doing lately, but um, maybe the Basharat name carries a lot of weight. Um, I, sure I think that's it. I, I think it's it. 100%. Yeah. We're paying Javid prices for Farid. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not into that. 
Shavid prices for Fareed. So many possible titles for this episode. Um, all right, we're going to stick with Bantamweights. Marcus McGee, Gaston Bolanos. Uh, Bolanos, the dream killer. 7-3 with six knockouts. He's been submitted twice. 1-0 in the UFC. He's won two straight fights. Before that, he lost two straight fights. He has not lost, however, since February of 2020. 6-3 in Bellator. Used to be up at featherweight. 2-0 as a pro kickboxer. 4-0 is a Muay Thai fighter. Two years younger than McGee. Better striking stats. More active landing strikes. This is based off of one fight for Bolanos. In that fight, he outstruck his opponent by 3.07 strikes per minute. So that'll that'll get you some uh, decent stats. He's at plus 215. The maniac, uh, McGee, 8-1, 7 knockouts, 1 submission, and he's been submitted once. So this man owes us some rounds. Uh, he's 2-0 in the UFC as part of a 4-fight winning streak. An inch shot than Bolanos. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.61 strikes a minute. Better grappling stats than Bolanos, minus 250, another big 250 line here. Yeah, but this one is a way better one. Uh um, All right. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I think this is a, a fight tailor made for Marcus McGee. Um, you know, I, I don't personally don't find Gaston Bolanos to be or Bolanos. It's an Enye. Uh, Bolanos to be Bolanos. like I, I think almost every bantamweight would would beat him right now. I think he's one of the worst. Every bantamweight. In the I think he's one of the worst bantamweight. Wow. In the UFC. Uh, I don't love Take his takedown defense. I think he, he's easily hittable. Uh, and he just so happens to be up against a guy who I, I couldn't be higher on. Like, I can't be higher on Marcus McGee. That dude goes in there, like, he fights like he's double parked. Um, and, and, man, when he hits people, they go to sleep. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm absolutely impressed in Marcus McGee. And I actually think, like, we have not in the UFC really seen his grappling skills come out. And they're there, too. Uh, this is like the the best newbie out of, and he's, he's kind of an older newbie. I mean, he looks like he's 46, yeah. but um, he looks very old. Yeah. He looks very old. He's, he's what? He's, 34 or something. I think he's a touch younger than me, which is like kind of a bummer when you look at him. Uh, but, but like, you know, I couldn't be higher out of him as a prospect from the lab. And he's like the first guy out of the lab with the exception of Clayton concrete that I've been like big on in a while. He hits so hard. The grappling's there. He's up against maybe, like I said, maybe one of the worst bantamweights in the, the UFC. Yeah, like, I, I don't know why this is still chilling at negative 250, but the fact that him and Fareed Bacharad are at the same price is wild to me. Yeah, I can confirm he is a, a year younger than you, or yes. a, a little less, a few, a few a few months less than a year younger than you, Gumby. So Crazy. You, you're aging better. Yeah, He's got a great beard, though. So I, I, yeah, I got a little, little of the grays going on, but I'll yeah. take them over looking old. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's because you do the gentle art of jujitsu. You don't get punched. Yeah, in I don't get punched in the head for a living, so that's cool. No, no, um, I'm taking McGee as well. Um, obviously, he's a maniac. What more do you need to hear? Right? You got to back right, the that's maniac. All I need. Exactly. All right, uh, we're gonna get you the top two fights. Um, actually. Yeah, let's give you one more fight. We'll give you one more um, before we take a break. It is what weight class? These guys are welterweights, right? Yes, welterweights. Matthew Semmelsberger, Preston Parsons. Uh, Parsons, pleasure, Preston Parsons. Triple P is 10 Where did and that 4. Come out? Has that always been his I, thing? Uh, tapo- topology, yeah. I don't like Kind of gross, right? <laughs> I don't like it. We have we already have a pleasure man. We don't need pleasure Preston Parsons as well. I wonder if I wonder if Preston Parsons' dad gave him this nickname too. <laughs> oh yes, I remember. Is and also is this a um like a demand a uh, pleasure Preston Parsons or what is this? Ugh. 
No, I think it's in the middle. Put it in the, put it in the middle. <laughs> Preston Pleasure. Preston Pleasure Parsons? Yeah. So Preston Pleasures Parsons. Okay. It's the yeah, no ass. is not us. There's no ass. Not us this time, at least. Dude, it's pressure. Yeah. It's not pleasure. I'm looking it up right now. It's pressure. <laughs> Get out of here for real. No, it's pressure. You just missed. Get out of here. I got to. I, I put. No, there's no way I would put pleasure. I'm telling you, it's it. pressure. It's not pleasure. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it is pressure. Oh, my God. How embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, there's a Freudian funny, though. for you. <laughs> Hopefully, people are laughing. Pressure Preston Parsons. So we're supposed to pressure him. <laughs> he's 10 and 4 with nine submissions. That's amazing. That's, That's amazing by me. Uh, he's been knocked out twice, submitted once. Oh, is this rounds? That means he's won two in the UFC, lost, win, loss. Used to fight at lightweight. 2014 was his pro MMA debut. Three years younger than Semmelsberger. Better striking stats, better grappling stats. And he's outstruck his opponents by 0.38 strikes per minute in the UFC. Plus 110. Semi the Jedi. No mistake in that, not the nickname. I didn't mess that one up. He's 11 and 6. Six knockouts, one submission. He's knocked out twice, submitted once. This, he's taking this fight on short notice. Five and four in the UFC. However, he's lost two straight fights. Uh, and only won one of his last four. Lost his last fight via TKO. Uh, used to fight at Bantam weight. No, yeah, uh, middleweight. Bantam weight. That, he'd have to cut off a couple limbs for that. Uh, middleweight. Two inches taller than Parsons. Four inches reach. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.3 strikes per minute. Minus 130. I forgot this one was short notice, so I flipped on my pick. This one was a up-in-the-air one for me. Uh, I will take the man not on short notice and a man that will or should, hopefully, uses his pressure not pleasure, pressure wrestling. Um, something uh, something that I think he can get uh, over on Semmelsberger. Don't stand and trade with Semmelsberger, please. Uh, I think if Parsons wrestles, he, he can win this fight. Uh, especially against the short notice. Can he wrestle Semmelsberger? Mm, I think he can. Semmelsberger comes from a wrestling background. You know, like he's... Yeah, like, all right. I mean, that, that's, that he comes from a wrestling background. I mean, like, didn't he win that fight with... What was it? Was it Jake Matthews I'm remembering? Um, or no, I might be misremembering that, but like he, he has plenty of, yeah, it was Jake Matthews. You're right. Yeah. And he beat Jake Matthews, right? Yep. And I'm pretty sure the only win in his last four fights. And I'm pretty sure it's just by when, when stuff was not going well for him on the feet, he just took him down. Like my, my issue with Matthew Semmelsberger has always been like, you know, his grappling's fine, but sometimes he gets thrown into a firefight and he shouldn't be in it. Um, and, and luckily for him in this one, if he does get into a firefight, it could not go better for him, right? Preston Parsons yeah. is a guy who needs to wrestle, needs to use his jujitsu. And I don't know that he'll be able to do that with Semmelsberger. Semmelsberger also does a pretty good job of fighting long. He's got nice straights in there that uh, seem to, to stun people on the way in. You know, he's got quite a bit of power. Uh, if you want to go back to his, you know, what was it? His UFC debut or his second fight where he knocked that guy out and, and not very much time. Um, he's got big power. And so like for a guy who... It's kind of grapple or bust for Preston Parsons, and I don't really trust his wrestling enough. I think you got to go Semmelsberger here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sticking with Parsons. Semmelsberger, 50, 50% takedown uh, defense, and Semmelsberger, and uh, Parsons just spams takedowns. Uh, he Over seven attempted per minute. So uh, I'm taking my chances on, on him against the short-notice guy, but the short-notice was the key thing that, that made me flip on it. So there you go. We differed on something, finally, Gumby. Yeah, is that our first one? That's because yeah, you tailed me. In. That's because you tailed me in the first. It's one. true. It's true. We're not. We're not going to argue about Hall of Fame bets. So we're both in on that. You can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. 
Entering any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players have are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, main event of the prelims is a big boy fight. One of them a chunky guy. One of them, uh, one of them's getting kind of old, so he's he's probably getting a little chunky as well. Heavyweight, not, though. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't look like his weird ass werewolf self from the nineties. No, uh, but like he's he's still in pretty damn good shape. Of course, we're talking about Gumby's boyfriend, Andre Arlovsky versus Waldo Cortez Acosta. Uh, we'll tell you about the Pitbull Arlovsky first, thirty four and twenty two with two no contests. So this will be fight uh, forty nine, fifty nine. So Am I right there? 56. 50. So yes, this will be fight number 59. So many fights. <laughs> yeah, he ha- fights 60 at UFC 300 against Jim Miller. What do you say? <laughs> I mean, according to Anthony Smith, Jim yep. Miller could beat Brock Lesnar. So, I mean, exactly. like, line up whatever you want. Exactly. What an insane right, thing uh, to say. How hard did Roundtree hit that man? <laughs> yeah, Anthony, yeah, uh, Anthony Smith is an interesting fellow. All right, Arlovsky has got 17 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out 12 times, submitted three times. 23 and 17 with one no contest in the UFC over two stints. Used to be the heavyweight champion back in the long ago days. Uh, he's lost two straight, both via finish, which was odd for him. He, he had a streak there where he was not getting finished by anyone. Um, four and two over his last six. 1999 was his pro MMA debut. So Jim Miller is not the oldest or not the uh, most veteran or oldest fighter on this card. It'll be Andre Arlovsky. Uh He was a Sambo champion. He has outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.58 strikes a minute. He's got better grappling stats than Cortez Acosta, plus 525. No respect for the veteran. Salsa Boy. We got a Pitbull versus a Salsa Boy. Salsa Boy's 10 and 1. Five knockouts, one submission. Never been finished in a fight. Three and one in the UFC. Do you remember the three people he has beaten, Gumby? It's a killer's row. Lucas Brezhki was the last one. Yeah. Man, I really want to say Chase Sherman, but I don't think that's right. Um, I'm checking because there's it's I know he lost. Favorites. I can tell you who he lost to. He lost to Marcos Rogerio de Lima. I do remember that one. Yep. Um, it, it went Jared Vandera, Vandera, Chase Sherman, ah! lost to Rogerio de Lima, and then Lucas Brezhki. So three yeah. three of the uh I got two out of three. Uh, you can respect I that. <laughs> three of the elite of the elite in the UFC uh, is who he's beaten. Um one is last night via TKO. One known contender series. One known Bellator was the LFA champion. Five and three as a pro boxer. Based on the last weigh-ins, he was 19 pounds heavier than Arlovsky. He's also inch taller and has got an inch of reach. And he's 12 years younger. He's more active landing strikes. He has outstruck his UFC and contender series opponents by almost three strikes a minute. Plus 2.91. Minus 5.49. Gumby, what are you doing here? You know I'm I'm going with Arlovsky. I mean, guess like, what? I am too. Hell yeah. Hell I can't, yeah. And, I can't lay five, four minus five forty nine on salsa boy. Come on. No, on a guy I think sucks, you know, like, yeah. And even Listen who he beat, we told yeah, you but, who he beat everybody. And let's put my fandom aside for two seconds here. Like Waldo Cortez Acosta is not technical. He has not looked particularly good and he's not looked particularly good against bad opposition. He's got a terrible gas tank. He throws every punch with bad intention and has a terrible sense of range. And look, you, you know, you could talk about Arlovsky coming off of a couple of bad finishes, but at the bottom line is here is that like, this is a guy who in his advanced age and he is in an advanced age has learned with Mike Brown to fight much smarter. 
Uh, he stays away from big shots as much as he can. And Waldo Cortez Acosta, he he telegraphs them. It, they're really easy to see when they're coming. So if Andre Arlovsky is already somewhat unwilling to get into prolonged exchanges and to be near big power punches, I think he's just going to keep backing up, keep letting Waldo Cortez Acosta throw like big overhand rights and like huge hooks that come up six inches short. And then by the second round, this dude's going to be exhausted. Uh, and really all it's going to take is Andre Arlovsky throwing half a dozen leg kicks every round. And he's going to win the second and third round here. I think the fact that this line is at 525 is absurd. I, I don't think anybody in their right mind should take Waldo Cortez. Look, if he fought Chase Sherman again, I would not bet him at 520 or 549. Negative 549 yeah. is not a good line against Chase Sherman for Waldo Cortez Acosta. Yeah, I don't on the show, I don't make picks based off of lines because I, I figure I should tell the listeners who I think is going to win and then they can decide, you know, if the line's decent or not, but yeah, this, the line definitely played into, you can't even go out on a limb and say like, nah, I think he's going to win. So like, don't flush your money down. Like flush that's flushing your money down the toilet. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I think this is a, a pretty, uh, not, not safe. I almost said safe. No, I I think it's definitely worthy of, of our money for plus five twenty five. Um, yeah. Curtis Costa isn't, isn't good. Um, so we're we're just eventually Arlovsky is going to be done and he's going to go off the cliff and not a no, bit. Hope, no, no he's not. Okay. So. Nah, All right, he never mind. I was going to say hopefully that's not the case now because he's been finished twice. But um, is Dante Mays better than Cortez Acosta? Yeah, yeah. I, okay. You would he, would you pick Dante Mays? Yeah, yeah. He's twenty so, yeah. times more athletic and has a takedown to his name. Yeah, like of course yeah, I would yeah. take Dante Mays. He also yeah. didn't he hump Jared Vandera's head. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what more do you want people yeah what what was Cortez Acosta doing playing patty cake <laughs> to a decision and meanwhile Dante Mays is out here humping his head <laughs> D- doing a salsa dance is what you're yeah, doing yeah there you go all right that's it for this silly old show of ours I'll give you a recap before we get out of here Arlovsky he's got Summersburger I got Parsons that's the only place we differ then we got McGee we got Basharat we got Silva we got Nolan. I forgot to put Dan's name down there. And we've got Bunes, right? All right. Amazing. All right. Thank you for coming to the show and listening, folks. Uh, you catch us in Discord, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Discord. It's coming alive again now that UFC is back. Yeah. Were, Welcome we're, back, we're folks. <laughs> yep. So some people, uh, only the hardcore, hard, hardcore of the hardcores are in there when there's no UFC. Uh, for a long period of time, but yeah, people are coming back. So give them the discord. Uh, Twitter is SGP and MMA Gumby runs that. He's also a Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, my Substack is still running money. MMA.substack.com got pick them contest. First pick them contest of the year is up there now for the UFC event. We're covering right now for you. So you can get in and play for free at money. MMA.substack.com Gumby alluded to the top turtle MMA podcast earlier. I uh, haven't seen it in my feed yet, Gumby. What's going on here? It'll probably come out the same time as this does. So if you're listening Great to this, it is probably in your feed. And we're talking with the two fighters in the first fight of the night. I'm talking to Felipe Bunes in a fun uh, Portuguese language interview, which I like and I enjoy doing. Those are kind of fun. And then I'm talking to Joshua Van right after it. 
How is your Portuguese again? Uh, I have right? a, I have an interpreter. Uh, <laughs> I, I I know you do, but but could you yeah, tell what he was I, saying? I could I it? could understand like three or four of his answers, and uh, yeah. but like obviously, if I just continue to converse with him, uh, then the the listener doesn't get the the translation. So uh, no. yeah, I, I still have to wait. <laughs> and was the translator uh, translating it properly? Yeah, he was fantastic. Uh, he's yeah. he's also the manager, uh, so he's a real good okay. dude. Yeah, excellent, excellent dude. And it's the second time I've interviewed Brunei. I I interviewed him before his uh, LFA title fight against Yumo Horuchi. And how did that go? He won. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. You got got the Gumby rub. Um, and sportsgamblingpodcast.com and sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And don't forget the merch store. Help us in our little friendly contest that may have money on, uh, at the end of it for us. If, if we win a uh, sports slash store playoffs is the promo code. Go buy all our merch. All right. We're going to be back tomorrow with some more UFC. The main card will be tomorrow. There'll be me, Celso boy, Jeff Fox. And of course the pit bull Gumby Vreeland will be beside me as well. Or should I say pleasure? Gumby Vreeland will be there as well. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.